0: Wait,
1: random dudes from your town because you're on the billboard were like, hey, can we babysit that kid? Yeah.
0: I feel like that's that's one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. I feel like that's literally just like, just throw this person
1: in jail, like, immediately. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can reach us at our email, podcast at gmail.com. Tell us your story and we'll get back to you.
0: Yeah, today we are speaking to a woman who reached out to us and wants to talk about both the good side, but also the dark side of modeling and both child modeling up until still modeling as an adult, so a really interesting industry that we haven't really been able to dive into yet, so we've got the guests on the line, and thanks for being on today.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. So can you talk about child modeling first? What was your kind of introduction into that industry? Was it something that you wanted to do, something that you were pushed into, and what age were you when you started?
2: So the time where I started is kind of like a blurry line, I guess, because I did do some modeling when I was three years old. But it was just, like, kind of around, like, my town. Like, it's super small. It was really local. And then, like, some shittier stuff kind of happened. And my parents, like, stopped it immediately. And I didn't really start until I had got discovered, like, later.
0: What was the shitty stuff?
2: Um, There was, so it was, like, billboards around, like, my town. I think there was just two, like, on, like, some main highways, like, our only highways. Um, and... There would be men that like in our town, like had known my family, like since I was like a baby and they had been asking to take like pictures of me or with me or asked to take me like, like babysit me almost. And like boys and yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait, random dudes from your town because you're on the billboard were like, hey, can we babysit that kid? Yeah. I
0: feel like that's, that's one of the just, weirdest things I've ever heard. I feel like that's literally just like just throw this
1: person in jail like immediately. <laughs> like it's an e- that was an easy one for me. And what? How was your parents reacting to this? We're like this is the strangest thing in the world?
2: They were really shocked because they'd known some of these people for like a while, yeah, and they didn't know that they were like this. And it's kind of like quite evident that it's like there's like malicious intent behind it. And they just like stopped all everything, and they actually did take the billboards down immediately when my parents told them what was happening which is crazy because usually it's like once you've signed off like you don't really own those pictures anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And you said that you were three years old when you started doing that?
2: Yeah I was.
0: So uh, obviously that's something where your parents I guess had that opportunity and just kind of made that decision for you obviously uh, and then when did you kind of get back into it after the weird creepy billboard babysitter incident
2: oh yeah i was actually in toronto for an nhl game for toronto like Maple Leafs, and uh two people came up to me and asked if i'd ever modeled before or if i would get into it and at first i was super hesitant because like you hear about all these scams but then they handed me the card and it was actually like an agency that like people i'd looked up to like are signed with and i like was kind of like one of those moments where it's like this cannot be happening to me like why me of all people and i told my parents and they were like because the stuff that happened before they were definitely like, again, like hesitant to do it, but they did let me. And it was all like honestly smooth sailing until like I started being more independent with it and like being able to drive and go with like my own friends and my parents not being there.
1: Mm-hmm. And so like how long uh, were you like
0: on your own kind of doing this?
2: Um, since I was about 16 till now.
0: Is is that how old you are when you got approached at the hockey game? 16? Uh,
2: No, I was 11.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. So I'm curious then when you kind of brought that opportunity back to your parents, um, because you already had a weird, uh, weird incident modeling as a baby. And I think it's, it's like, what's just interesting to us about this industry too, is like, especially, you know, with a minor, it is scary. It's scary to, you know, I imagine put your, kid out there to be the kid, uh, you hear some of the horror stories. So were they sort of on board? Is it something that you really pushed for?
2: Um, I didn't really push as much as just told them that I really wanted to give it a second try. And my mom had actually modeled when she was younger. So she kind of went along with me to all of them and she just kind of knew the ins and the outs and like, what's not sounding like what's too good to be true almost.
0: Hmm. Is there
1: like a, like a a auditioning process or is it, you know, you just get hired based on like a picture and your height and stuff like that?
2: Um, sort of. Yeah. It's like castings where you'll go in and like your agent kind of gets like messages from brands or like projects and they'll have you come in and if they see you in person, they like you, you get put onto like usually a second round. And then it's the final cuts and they go from there with who they like for the job.
1: Okay. Okay. So at least when you were like 16, your mom was coming to you to all of these castings. Oh,
2: I started going alone when I was 16. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Is there any sort of like weird, like interactions you've had at these castings?
2: Um, for sure. Um, I walked into one at one point and they asked if I had a like idol in modeling And I did say, like, Pamela Anderson, which is so, like, odd and weird for, like, a 16-year-old to say. But, like, she kind of just resonates with me. And they were super, like, attentive to that. And later on in the shoot, they had been, like, oh, I was 16 at the time as well. Um, They said, like, why don't you, like, pull the shirt to the side and then why don't you take it off? And, like, Pamela Anderson would do it. So why aren't you or she would have done this and not made such a fuss and like it was so hard to just like sit in that situation and have that used against me like when they just had Mm. i used it in a good way
1: and is this like a room full of dudes
2: yeah like it's like 30 40 people looking at you sometimes or like at least 10 like the very minimum and they're all waiting on like an anticipation answer and like you're just sitting there like frozen
1: that sounds extremely intimidating and like
0: also illegal like to be saying that to a 16 year old well that's what's weird about it right it's like there is this subtle undertone of I guess like sexualizing children even though you're not doing that outright but then it's a minor and like was that something that you kind of understood at the time or you know when you're young and 16 like are you just trying to you know book a job and essentially do whatever these people ask of you
2: So I was like cautious about it just because I know what I want to do for like future work. And I knew modeling wasn't the end goal career. So I was trying not to like ruin those chances with like things being posted online or anything. But I did didn't really think about the fact that like nude shoots of a 16 year old like can't be published. So when they were asking me to do that, it was for like like who knows what benefit to them, like selling them, keeping them from yourself or like distributing them.
0: Wait, Wait, nude? Yeah. They were asking you to like be nude. Yeah. At 16. Yeah. What the hell? Can you talk about that a little?
2: Yeah. Um, so it just honestly starts off with them being like super nice and like telling you how like perfect you are for this job and how great you look and that they've never seen someone like you before. And they kind of stroke your ego and make you feel comfortable. And then immediately later on, just, like, tear it down completely so that you're stuck there, like, the only person, like, there's, like, bright lights on you, like, 10 cameras, like, trying to intimidate you, and I didn't ever give into it, but I do know people who have, and they were my friends at the time, and now, like, in university, these pictures have, like, resurfaced, and they're, like, spreading, they've spread through, like, the university, and, like, it's honestly super devastating to even, like, think that that could have been me.
1: Jesus. what? So, I but, mean, did anything ever come of this? Like, did you tell your parents about that? And, like, did, like, or was it just something you were like, oh, I, like, at the time, were you like, oh, it's just part of the business and you just kind of moved on? Or did you, like, know that, that, like, this is fucking illegal and weird and I'm going to tell people?
2: Um, I didn't tell anyone about this, actually, until now.
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
2: Because I felt, like, really, like, I disappointed people and that I – Like, I do know now that it's wrong, and I've known it for, like, a few years now um, when I've rethought about it. But um, I didn't tell anyone because I felt, like, honestly kind of, like, shameful or, like, guilty that I wasted. I felt like I wasted their time.
0: Okay. That's super sad. Um, I guess because of, like, well, what you were saying, I guess it's a form of manipulation to kind of build you up, then break you down, then make you feel like you owe them something or you're not, you know, being a good model. If you don't listen, sounds like a lot of mind games.
2: Oh, it definitely is.
0: But were these like bigger, like legitimate, what, like modeling agencies or shoots like these people, like literally what you're telling us is asking minors to pose nude for photos that can then leak or that these people are keeping for themselves. Uh, Like these were very legit operations, not scams or anything.
2: Uh, yeah, it was a real modeling agency and like, they have like five stars on like the reviews and a lot of people are signed with them.
0: That's terrifying to hear, honestly. And do you know other models that have a similar experience?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, I had like a group of friends in it and I'm now the only one that does it because they've all had like, like I've had some bad stuff happen, but in comparison, it's nothing like far linear, um, what they've gone through. So they've completely like blocked it out of their life. And like, on like some of them, like even like the thought of taking a pic of someone taking a picture, like just with a cell phone, like makes them anxious and nervous.
0: Do you know some of the experiences that they had?
2: Um, yeah, I know one of them had gone to a photo shoot and it was for like a legitimate big brand and they had finished it and then she got offered to like have like double her pay if she took a couple like nude photos like nude photos and she was 15 i think wow yeah they did pay her like the extra money and they only took two photos the two photos got put like all over online like a couple months after she turned 18
0: what the for what it's still like Like, fucking
1: Also, like holding onto it and waiting for the birthday, like still <laughs> illegal. Like you still have photos of a fucking fifteen-year-old. Um, did, did was this any of this ever reported? Because, like, I mean, these these are things that, like, I mean, honestly, going into this uh, episode, I did not know that we would be talking about this specifically. I thought we were more talking about how, like, you know, obviously judging people based on their uh, appearance, and then you know, you hear stories about models being like, yes, that we have to like not eat for certain days and like look a certain way. And like, that's where, but this is like a whole other thing <laughs> that seems yeah. like a shared experience between, uh, models. And like, uh, this is like mind blowing to me. Uh, is there any sort of like movement or push towards, you know, raising awareness of this happening? Cause it seems like from our conversation, a pretty, a thing that happens a lot.
2: um, I personally don't know of one, but I know, like, everyone knows, like, be cautious, like, don't, like, go into this naive, like, it's, like, so easy to be put in a bad situation with this industry, but um, people are kind of scared if they're continuing modeling to say anything, because they don't really want to be, like, labeled hard to work with or, like, get put up against these, like, big, like, powerful, I guess, people in the industry, but... Some of the girls did report it, but they're really the only thing they did and was remove the pictures from their possession. But once they're online, it like doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, it's It's fucking horrible. And it's like it is this is known and it becomes visible in so many ways. I mean, you look at something like Harvey Weinstein in the industry and like, you know, That these things are happening but i feel like even still and even as people you know justice is served to certain people it just always feels like it's probably just the tip of the iceberg and there's so many things like even just talking to you today a stranger who has gone through this and knows so many people that this happened to and it's just disgusting and highly illegal and they're minors and it's like these outlets that exist and just use you know power and authority to get people to things like this it's just so terrible to hear and like joe said i'm shocked i did not know that we would be talking about something like this specifically and we're sorry that you know you had to go through this as a child
2: yeah uh i kind of just until now never really talked about it because i felt like if you sit in like bad things that have happened to you like trauma like it just lets you like runs your mind i guess and like takes over your life so i've just tried to like separate it from being like I wasn't wrong I was there to do the job I was asked to do and then the extra stuff that they were trying to get me to do is like their fault and it's like 40 50 year old men should not be asking this and like they should feel the guilt and shame like not me so I've separated it just to kind of like save myself from like thinking about it and move on to do jobs that like I'm comfortable with and the people are great and nice Mm mm-hmm
1: and how do you do that? Like sort of vetting now? Like, is it just still kind of a thing where you go to a casting and it's like, I hope these people aren't weird.
2: Yeah. I say that every single time I, my friends and I have a joke that like I'll, every single time I go before I'll be like, I'll let you know if they're weird or not.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause
1: so, that's another thing, even with like photographers, like sometimes you hear stories about photographers just being super weird and like offering to take uh, nude photos for women—it's like, oh no—and like under the guise of it being, you know, a professional-looking thing—and it's like, this all just kind of feels manipulative, you know? Like it's—it's it's a little strange.
2: Yeah, it's definitely—I think there's a fair share of like weird photographers, but like not to just knock the whole like industry, I guess, because I've had like amazing experiences and like it like. It's not to sound like it. Like I hope this doesn't sound like conceited or absorbed, but like I'm like still very glad and like real lucky that i have like opportunities like this because i know that like being a model is something that people like a lot of girls want to be especially and like it's it's like that whole thing where it's like oh your job is so bad you take pictures of yourself all day but it's Mm -hmm. not, not terrible there's just like shitty people i guess
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And you've obviously stayed with it. And I think you made it clear when you reached out too. like there's a dark side and there's a good side. And there's obviously a good side here that has uh, allowed you to stay in this industry. So getting I guess once you became not a minor anymore and kind of continued down this path. Um, how did this journey sort of unfold for you? Did you start getting like a lot more gigs? Like is this something that you're you started doing full time?
2: Uh, yeah, I've recently been able to start doing some more like, I guess, editorial like like unique shoots because one of the main reasons I did get discovered was like I have heterophonia which is two different colored eyes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so they like to use that in a lot of pictures, which like I feel like making someone look into like a different person almost like to me is like kind of like an art form, and I love like seeing like the things like talented like photographers and people who edit the pictures like can do. So it's definitely like good in that sense as well. And I do book a lot more, um, jobs, but I do turn down quite a lot as well. So I'm not really working a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Is, is that- this, so, sorry, you can go no, Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, we're going to do this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Is this something that you want to do full time? Like I don't know that you are doing it full time, you're saying you're like you're not working much right now, but is it something that you want to do full time and work a, a lot?
2: Um no, not really. I do it kind of almost as a hobby now. Um mm-hmm. my end goal is to probably I wanna be in sports illustrated because I feel like in a sense like it's so like random, like I say all this bad stuff, but like that kind of part, but then I'm gonna do this. But it's almost like I'm taking it and making it like my own boundaries. And it's like I wanna make myself like slightly uncomfortable to like kind of like make progress through life, like learn new things. Like you can't be comfortable and achieve anything new. So I wanted to do that and like, you know, do it on my own like want and will and have like a good understanding and like not be so naive going into it and just kind of like, be like, if you wanted me to be like a sex symbol, well, will fuck you. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of respect for that. Cause I was going to ask too, like, is it just you navigating this industry, but making sure that you always feel like you are still in control and that I guess you still have balance in your life, which it seems like is that's what you are trying to achieve as you continue to do this.
2: Uh, Yeah, I definitely don't have a problem saying no, or like I've walked out of just full photo shoots before because they've been weird. And I've Mm. just kind of realized like, I'm not wasting their time, they're wasting my time, because they want to take pictures of me and own these pictures. And if I don't want to do it, then I'm not gonna, and they can find someone else, (laughs) I guess, who's willing to do those things.
0: Sure. And I do want to ask, like in this moment, because you've mentioned it a few times, and I think that this could just be helpful advice for anyone who might find themselves in this position or aspires to be in this position. Just what are some of those red flags that you are able to notice, whether it's like uh, an audition or a photo shoot or something that, uh, you know, people should just kind of like be on the lookout for?
2: Um, Two major red flags are... um, if they tell you, you can't bring anyone with you Mm. and if it costs any money.
0: Okay. There's no reason you should ever pay for something like that.
2: Yeah. No, sometimes they'll want you to pay like a thousand dollars for a photographer's time and then hair and makeup and all this other stuff. And people will do it just because I think people want to push to like, if they're a model, they're beautiful, but it's not really the case. Like in that sense at all. And then the going alone, like if they want you to go alone, it's definitely like, why can someone else not be there? You know, it just kind of like should kind of put you at alert a little bit as to why they might want you alone. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, I like touched on it before, but you know, we, we talked about how, you know, the, the you know, weird dudes who are asking minors to take new photo shoots, uh, is one issue, but what are some of the other like issues and, you know, awkward situations? I don't know that awkward is the right fucking word, but like, you know, these horrible situations that you've kind of encountered in, in your career as a model.
2: Um, so I did have a few times where when I'm handed like my paycheck or it comes through as like my email, um, they'll tell me the type of work I need to get done with it or like suggest like what I used on, like, like surgeries and oh.
1: that kind of thing. Like here, take this money and go get your lips done or something. Yeah. Jesus. Christ! Wow. Okay. That's so fucked.
0: How have you avoided, I guess, kind of like the pitfalls of that? Cause it seems like you are doing a really good job of knowing when to walk away, knowing what advice to take, knowing what advice is bullshit. Um, but you know, like in this world that you're in of, you know, just certain beauty standards and things like that, like how how are you navigating that and how are you, you know, finding that balance um, and not, you know, feeling like you need to be better or get these surgeries that people are suggesting?
2: I do like have my fair share of insecurities and everything like that, but when people are making comments or anything and I've had like honestly, more comments from people from like my, like i live in a tiny town in Ontario, Canada. So like people are definitely super envious of anyone who gets to do anything cool or different. Hmm. So I've had worse comments from them and some of them have actually kind of hurt my feelings, but with the whole beauty standard and everything, I've never really felt a draw to it because I've always found like the more unique or different you are just sets you apart. And with wanting to be a model, like looking the same as everyone else just isn't deal. So I just kind of found things about myself that are unique. And I just kind of played up on those and it's Mm -hmm. worked pretty well. And I've actually had a a few girls reach out before, which was like, feels like great that I've like helped like even one person.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, what is it that, Uh, like about the modeling specifically that you're like, I don't really want to pursue this fully.
2: Um, I am full-time in school. I take medical science and I'm wanting to end up being a surgeon. So the type of modeling that I book, I have to be very careful with that because, you know, you don't want to go to your doctor's office and like, be like, oh, wow, I have a centerfold of you. like. It's just kind of like, got to be careful with the lines
0: there. That's fair. <laughs> that is really cool to hear though. And I, I guess to that point, like what, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions about models or someone in your position? Cause you touched on, you know, people from your hometown or people who don't necessarily understand the work or your ambitions. And there's obviously a lot of stereotypes about, you know, models, but w- what do you think some of the biggest misconceptions are?
2: I think the biggest one is that they're very absorbed and conceited. Um, A lot of models like truly to their core hate themselves and -hmm. it's super sad to hear and listen to, but it's just kind of the truth of it that they don't find themselves beautiful. And I feel like it might even be because like they hear so much that they're not and then overhear that they are. So it just kind of becomes like numb and confusing, I guess.
1: Yeah. I imagine like, it's interesting to think about. I mean, I haven't spent too much time thinking about like whether they are or aren't like conceited or whatever. But uh, it's interesting to be in that industry because as someone who's like, you know what, I think I can do this. um, You have to like have some sort of uh, self-esteem or confidence in yourself that, you know, you're able to do it. Um, But then you are competing against people who are, you know, considered objectively like the best looking people you know, out there and are good at the job and this and that. And then there's like just competition with that. I imagine that just creates a horrible self view, like a view of yourself that would, it would be detrimental to that, um, to be around that all the time and competing. And then also trying to competing with competing for the love of the photographers and the agents and whoever, like it does sound like a very tough thing to to deal with. Even if you are a super confident person, when you're thrown into a fire like that, it could definitely have some you know, ramifications.
2: Yeah, it definitely does. And honestly, for a lot of them, and even myself included, like it just depends on the type of modeling you do because not all modeling is the same. Like there's a ton of different like uh, subcategories underneath of it. And you kind of can get stuck in some pretty terrible ones, which is kind of my situation just because I'm not extremely tall. Like I'm five, seven and most models I show up and they're like six foot two and I'm, shortest one there and it's just like clear that I'm not going to get the job and it's like all the runways and those things like I would never be able to do that just because that's not I don't fit that role so the ones I'm kind of left with are more like on the sexual side I guess because of like I guess just my body shape and everything like that like you can't really (laughs) put someone with like a larger chest in like Gucci clothes and it would look so awkward I guess
0: Okay. Okay. But it does seem like well, it this seems like a dangerous industry and job to tie your self worth to, which I think is kind of what we're talking about with a lot of models. But it seems like you aren't doing that. And it feels like that ties back to just kind of owning the features that you were given i just feel like that's great advice for anyone even if you're not pursuing modeling it's just what's the thing that makes you unique the thing that makes you different and uh to for you to walk into that scenario and be like well i'm not 6'2 or this so like maybe i won't get this job but that's fine because that's just not who i am versus beating yourself up and you know Wishing you could be six two, or you know, just trying to control things that are are out of your control. Um, so it seems like you are doing a great job at really not just tying your self worth to the jobs that you're getting or uh, improvements, you know, on yourself, quote unquote improvements that photographers or people are telling you. So it, it is like it's nice and refreshing to hear.
2: Yeah, it was. It's kind of all because of one of my agents. I guess I worked with. He was talking about rejection. He's like, you'll be perfect for some jobs, and like just the most beautiful person for that one role. But then there'll be other ones where you won't even be close to getting picked, but there's always more, there's always more rejection, always more jobs. So you just can't really let it get to you because if like one job, isn't going to work for you, another one eventually will. And it'll Mm -hmm. just make, I guess the feeling come back. That's great. And you get to do your job and have good experiences and all that.
1: Would you recommend modeling to other women?
2: Um, I would if they're very careful and do their research into why they want to do it and especially um, being comfortable I guess to a certain extent with themselves even though I do find that being put on the spot and taking pictures in like in a studio like yeah there's not mirrors around so like you don't really know what you're doing and like some of the pictures will come out like horrible and seeing yourself in that like I guess, state is like shocking sometimes Mm -hmm. where you're like, wow, I really did that in front of all these people. But then some will turn out great. And it's like, you just kind of get like a new aspect to like how other people see you. And it's just like, kind of puts like how you really look into your mind in a good way. Mm -hmm. So I do kind of recommend it in that sense.
0: Yeah. And like you said earlier, like I'm sure it's forces people to step out of their comfort zone a lot, especially in the beginning. And yeah, that, that could be a really, really good thing sometimes.
2: Yeah. I don't think really anyone makes progress just being comfortable their whole life.
1: For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we we appreciate you coming on and talking to us uh, about your, you know, your story. I mean, like I said, I had no idea that uh, that was even a thing in the modeling world. But it does, I guess, make sense that there are creeps in every industry. So this one, you would imagine there would be. I just didn't know that, you know, it's it's happened multiple times to you and to other people, you know, uh, very
0: eye opening and scary to think about.
2: Yeah, it definitely is.
0: Yeah, no, it is. And it's, it's really helpful to hear. And and we appreciate you coming on. I think, you know, talking about the positives and, and highlighting how you've been able to kind of navigate this and keep control is really good to hear. And also the potential dangers and just the reality of what exists and the people who, you know, might find themselves in these positions of power, uh, and just how likely some people are to abuse it. Uh, it's, it's very scary. And like, you know, I don't know, not to make it about myself, but like as a new parent with a daughter, it's like, it's really scary to think about that sometimes. Um, and I'm sure like a lot of parents or just people in general feel the same. So yeah, we just appreciate you being completely honest and, you know, sharing everything that you've been through.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was good to finally like talk about all this stuff. It's like the first time ever.
1: Awesome. We're glad you picked us to to kind of open up to, I guess. So
0: thanks again. Yeah, we appreciate that. And uh, good luck with everything.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: All right, have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. I hate to be the one to break it to you guys, but you are probably throwing money down the toilet on subscription services that you don't even remember you have. I realized that I had about four subscription services that I had signed up for there's like a free trial in the beginning you've probably seen that before maybe there's a movie or a show you want to watch you watch that show you forget to cancel and this money is just being taken out of your account every single month and a lot of people don't even realize it most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200 so if you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month you need rocket money rocket money formerly known as Truebill is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. I use this and that's where I realized that I had this hand, these handful of subscriptions that I totally forgot that I was paying for. And Rocket Money is amazing because it quickly and easily identifies the subscriptions for you. So you can literally just press cancel and stop paying for the ones that you don't want anymore. Uh, it was huge for me. It saved me a ton of money each month. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com OPL. That's rocketmoney.com OPL. Save yourself some money. Help support the show. Are you sick of overpaying for internet? Or do you live in a rural area where internet options are unreliable or super expensive? I wanna tell you about HomeFi. HomeFi is an incredible internet option and their router actually uses cell towers to provide high speed, reliable internet so that you don't have to rely on super expensive internet providers or satellite. This HomeFi LTE router can connect up to 32 devices, so it can power your entire home or office. It's perfect for streaming Netflix, Hulu, or any other streaming service. It's also great for gaming or working from home. Once it arrives, the setup takes two minutes and it's super easy to pack up so you can even bring it to different locations. It has six external antennas and an ethernet cable plug for super reliable high speed signal and coverage. And the plans are not expensive. Plus you can cancel any time. There's no contracts and you can try it risk-free for seven days. And you can use code OPL at checkout for 10% off your first month. That's www.homefy.info. use code OPL at checkout, and you can get 10% off your first month. That's crazy.
1: I did not think that uh, we were going to talk about that, to be honest with you, um, but I guess that kind of makes sense, and that's yeah. fucking creepy
0: and disgusting, and those people should be in jail, and we should take down the whole industry. I don't you feel like you want to? Like am as she I was do, telling that, and I, I'm grateful that she picked us as a platform to talk about these things. But yeah, I just almost want to be like who are like name names. Like let's like yeah. take these people down. But obviously that's you know, we can't put that on her and also to be fair. Her. We don't know that this is like common practice. I think it's not
1: crazy to Assume that. Also, I've seen enough like memes and jokes about creepy photographers that I believe that's a thing. Uh, that dudes are like, "Who's yeah, yeah, that like guy?" Talking-
0: Ter- Terry Richardson, remember that? Dude well, yeah, back he in the got day?
1: he got in trouble for shit, right? Yeah, I think he was just whipping his penis out and stuff. Yeah, well, he also was. I've seen p- photos of it. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, so can get weird, uh, and uh, you know, especially women who are in a position of like wanting to break into an industry, and then men in power just like taking advantage of that. And like, there's already an element of like, my body is the currency here for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Like is going, it's like, it's horrible. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's cool that she's like, yeah, I just kind of do it as a hobby and you know, whatever. A lot of people can be super wrapped up in that. Um, and if you don't have like a good, I guess, uh, mentality towards it, it could be just consuming and just like ruin your self-esteem and you know, you're constantly comparing yourself to other
0: people, which I I mean, I personally, I don't think that's super healthy, but no. And it's, I guess it's just the people of, you work with. Yeah. And regardless of industry, I think that's something that we all struggle with. So, you know, it's, that's why it's nice. It's horrible to hear the dark side, but for her hearing the positives and that she does have control over that situation in, in a position where it feels even easier to have to compare yourself to others. And because you're literally doing that in auditions and being told like, Nope, you don't you literally physically don't look. No, you're like you fail, you know. Yeah. Next person like it's it's really hard. So it's it is, I know I keep saying, but it's cool to hear that it feels like she has a grip on that and isn't just tying all her self-worth and, you know, just feeding into all her insecurities. It's hard for anyone, especially if you're in that industry.
1: Yeah, and then also like to to fucking be getting paid and being like you should you know you should do you should save some money so you can fix your fucking face. And it's like yeah. fuck you, dude. Like the fuck? Like you just yeah. hired me. The fuck <laughs> yeah, you yeah. saying? Yeah.
0: We're hi- um, we hired
1: you because you're beautiful but also like you're could be better all though, the things freak. Wrong. Yeah, it's sick and insane. Um but yeah, the that's just like a scary thing to kind of like think about and uh I hope that anyone who's thinking about going into modeling or who's in modeling is like, you know, obviously it's just about like the people you work with. I'm sure there's a lot of people, and I know people personally who, who do modeling professionally and they love it and they work with, a, with great people that have had no bad experiences. Um, so it's just about being careful and making sure you're like vetting and, you know, you don't have to be uncomfortable in any sort of situation, especially when it comes to that to succeed because people mm-hmm. make it without, you know, having to, do things they don't want to do yeah. so just or cater to people who are abusing a power dynamic. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So just be on the lookout for that if you're going to be doing that, but we appreciate her coming on and telling her story. And for anyone else that wants to come on, uh, send us an email, oplpodcasts at gmail.com. Tell us your story and, uh, we will get back to you
0: yeah follow us on instagram tiktok at opl podcast shout out to the patreon community we talked about it in other episodes but we're able to make donations to charities organizations previous guests because we use that monthly patreon money for that so that's patreon.com slash opl show if you want to support that way and that is all for this week yep see you guys next time